Welcome to the Dietitian's Dish Podcast. We are Gina and Nicole, two dietitian mamas and good friends living in Ohio and Michigan. This is a podcast dedicated to making whole family wellness more fun and less stressful. Whether you're listening in the car or slumped on the couch with a glass of wine, welcome. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm Gina. And I'm Nicole. Today, we are dishing about uh, a celebration of our 150th episode. But first, let's do some catching up. Nicole, what's new? It's funny because this um, a loyal listener from hockey who also happens to work with Mark, he at the ice rink uh, two days ago, he was like, yeah, he's like, I listened to the show today. And he was he was making Mark mentioned him. I don't know if you listened to the episode Mark and I just did about my goals. But he's like, yeah, Mark called me out on the podcast. It was really funny. But he said, oh, my gosh, you guys have been you have like 150 episodes coming up. And I'm like, yes. Wow. Thank you, loyal listener. You I love that. It's so fun. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So this is very exciting. I didn't know we would ever make it, but we'll talk about that later. Okay. So what's going on in our life? Uh, Shay is a vegetarian. Why? Uh, did I mention this? Um, <laughs> did I already tell you this? No. Okay. I've mentioned Nadal and Sa- or Salish and Nadal, Nadal the um, YouTube show that they love. I'm pretty sure. No. I've met- okay. So <laughs> they love this show on YouTube uh, called Salish and Nadal. S-A-L-I-S-H. And it's relatively harmless. And I w- it's maybe a little old for them. But the kids basically just do a bunch of gymnastics and challenges and things like that. So the little girl on the show is like not between the ages of nine and 11, depending on when it's filmed, because uh, apparently this is like a big thing. And she's a vegetarian. So now she's a vegetarian. And last night at dinner, I said, I'm just, we're just talking about it. Like she's leading the way. And I said something like, I mean, it's crazy, Shay. You know, a week and a half ago, you were eating fish sticks. And she just looks at us and she goes, I mean, vegetarians have to start somewhere. And Mark and I just started busting up laughing. Oh my gosh. Where do they come up with these things? It was so funny. It was, you had to be there, but she is just getting witty and just too smart for her own self, this little soon to be second grader. Uh, So that was really fun. Started planning the girls' birthday party. We're going to do a combined birthday party again this year, Um, but actually after both of their parties or after both of their birthdays. So Piper's birthday is September 8th, which is the first week we start school. And then Shay's is not until October 6th. And we're actually having their party on October 8th due to availability. And also, you are going to talk a little bit about school starting, but once they meet all their new friends at school, they're going to want to invite those people to their birthday party. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just trying to plan ahead. Uh, But in the meantime, just really trying to enjoy summer. This week, I took off Thursday and Friday. Thursday, we're going to go to the fair and do all of that. And then Friday, we're hoping to boat. Um, And then my family's coming this weekend. Yeah, just looking forward to a four-day weekend for sure. What's going on with you guys? Yeah, I took a four-day weekend last weekend. So I took Friday and Monday off. We went on a little camping trip to uh, Hocking Hills uh, in Ohio. And we had so much fun. We went with our Nick's cousin's family. They have three kids and we always just have a really good time with them. And we get along with them just great. And all the kids were troopers. I will say we hiked for six hours. Uh and, you know, with little kids, you know, we each have five-year-olds and then Paige is seven, soon to be eight. And then they have a, an 11, 10 slash 11, and then a 13-year-old. And we just hiked all day, no complaints. Now, Cameron did end up complaining a little bit at the end, which I don't blame him for that at all. 
Uh, but they were just all really good. We, I think it was because the scenery was just so great. It wasn't very hot because there was so much shade with all the trees and the weather was just outstanding. It was just really, really fun. We had a good time. Uh, we, when we got back on Sunday, we celebrate. So Paige's birthday is tomorrow, which is Wednesday. So it's smack dab in the middle of the week and she started school today. So her birthday will be the second day of school this year, which she's never celebrated at school before, which is funny. Uh, so this will be her first time having her birthday at school, but she had her family party on Sunday and I made a three layer cake, which I will say I was very proud of myself for that. Now, granted, I did use boxed cake mix and I also bought the icing. So I didn't really truly make it, but I, you know, I, I, <laughs> I baked it and then I decorated it and, you know, I was so proud of myself and it was delicious. Chocolate. Oh, uh, it was, no, it was vanilla. Oh. And we bought the buttercream at our favorite bakery down the street that is just to die for. I could have made it, but I just, with camping, I'm just, I had to kind of whip it together. And then she's having her friend party on Saturday, which same thing, you know, she's got all of her friends from summer school that she still, you know, wants to invite because we started, we started sending out invites two weeks ago when she was still in summer school. And then she's also got her friends from school. So it's sort of a combined I'm like, you can't, it can't get out of hand because we're watching a movie in our tiny basement. So she was able to invite seven friends, which <laughs> is still a lot, but it'll be fine. Yeah. So school started today. Cameron started kindergarten Ooh, with his little glasses, with his little glasses. Oh. I know. Did you post I pictures? Looking, I didn't see. I, well, I, on Instagram, I did. Did you see them? No, I'm going to. Oh my gosh. You have to see them. Uh, so I, I, I take this really cute photo of him and then I look back and you can't even tell, but his eyes are closed in the photo. But since he has glasses on, you you can barely tell unless you really look closely. So the whole time I thought his eyes were open, but when you have glasses on and he's got those tinted glasses. So when it's sunny out, which it was, his his glasses tint, but it's just such a cute picture. His eyes are squinting and his eyes are closed, but he just looks so excited. He's so cute. They look he open in this day. picture. Oh, you probably are looking at the one that we took at our house. Then there's another one that I posted later. Maybe I didn't post it, actually. Okay, maybe I didn't post it. I took one at the school that's even cuter. He just looks adorable and his eyes are closed, <laughs> which is totally fine. I just think it's funny because he's got the glasses on. And, and Paige oh. and her little chucks. She looks so cute. Yeah, which, by the way, I realized as she went off to school, I'm like, does she even know how to tie shoes? Truth be told, <laughs> I don't think she does. So I'm like, Paige, do you know how to tie your shoes? She's like, yeah. She comes home today. Mom, my, my shoestrings were untied the whole day. I didn't, I don't know how to tie shoes. I'm like, that's what I thought. So we did a little bit of a practice. You know, we've never had to tie shoes. Every, all the shoes she wears are either flip-flops or Velcro. And I guess, shame on me, but she's never, I don't know. We've never had to tie them. But she'll learn. She, you know, she's, she'll be fine. It, shoe uh, tying's like cursive. I mean, do you really need it? I know. Sure I agree. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I don't know. When you... When you have, there's no tennis shoes that are Velcro like for adults. So, I mean, you kind of do need it. But at her age, do you really need it? No. <laughs> right? Because, I mean, they don't make tennis shoes for us with Velcro. They Am I wrong? Be. They I might. don't know. They Zappos might. has I quite guess. the inventory, Jaina. I don't know. I guess I've never really looked. <laughs> uh, and then lastly, I'm so, I'm just really proud. I have now three people. So, my goal is to always have three people at a time in my intuitive eating and wellness coaching program. And I officially have three for the fall. I'm so excited about that. I am starting signups for November and my price is still reduced significantly until January. So just FYI, if, you, if you've been thinking about having a wellness coach for intuitive eating, 
uh, just reach out to me. You can reach out to us on or me on our Instagram, Dietitian Stitch Podcast, or via my email, which is um, um, trustyourbodyrd at gmail.com. Or you can reach out to me on Instagram, which is uh, nutrition unmeasured. So yeah, if you're interested in getting on my wait list, I would be happy and delighted to work with you. All right. So just a reminder before we begin, uh, just a quick favor to ask, since you like this podcast, please write us a review. Reviews on iTunes are everything to us. And of course, they help us reach more people and we'd appreciate it. All right. So as we said at the top of this episode today, believe it or not, is our 150th episode, which I mean, I can still remember, Nicole, the, the first episode that we tried to record. We were using a different recording system uh, and we didn't really know what we were doing, obviously. I was recording. I don't know if I've talked to you about this before or told you. Maybe I have, but on the floor in our kitchen. And we have a very vaulted ceilinged kitchen. Like, I mean, it is very open, okay? Little did I know that that's probably the worst place. I don't know why I chose that place. There must have been a reason why I chose that place to record. Maybe I thought like the Wi-Fi wouldn't reach in the basement or something. I'm not really sure, but it like the whole episode was just echo, echo, echo. It sounded horrible, but plus just our sound system. I had a one of those Google Chromebooks, which by the way, do not make a good podcast, does not make a good podcasting computer, which I learned. Uh, our our Wi-Fi was horrible at the time. We ended up going with a different Wi-Fi provider. Everything was just a mess. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. It was atrocious. It sounds bad, too. You would think for the effort, oh. we would have... Yeah. But this is not a high-budget operation here. We Our no. biggest expense is our editor, for mm-hmm. sure. I use a still-busted computer from... <laughs> The, the touchscreen doesn't work. The keypad doesn't work. I basically am only able to like make it work because your email is saved, Gina, and I can upload. I like everything's saved, all the passwords, all that. As soon as I have to like write a word or whatever, I have to copy and paste like different letters and and make it work. But the the volume we set on my new computer wasn't. Anyway, we're sleuthing that out. But I use a busted computer that I only use. It's old, 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 and it's only used for podcasting. I'm sitting in my bedroom at like the foot of my bed with the microphone balanced on the mattress. I'm sweaty because I just worked out after work. My shirt is rolled up under my bra. Um, I mean, it's, it's like not an attractive thing going on. I mean, it's just like, yeah, we do this when we can and making it to 150 is huge. It really is. And I will say, even though our editor is the most expensive part of our podcast, uh, business, it's also the most well worth it because if we didn't have the editor, Brian, thank you. I mean, it would sound like it did on day one. <laughs> that totally. was atrocious. So, so, so worth it. If you're thinking about uh, starting a podcast, we will give you Brian's info. Let us know. He's amazing. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to kind of go through our fa- our top five favorite episodes and then why. We're just going to kind of go back and forth, uh, starting with me, then you, then me. You know, you get it. And if you have more than five, I, honestly, it was hard for me to come up with just five, but I did actually end up pinpointing about five episodes that I really, really liked. Uh, but I do want to start off with highlighting our, this is not counting as one of my five, but <laughs> Our healthy in a hurry episodes, I just think are gems. I think that they're, whenever I see anyone mention anything on, you know, Facebook or any of the Facebook pages I follow, I need recipes. I need, I'm I'm in a recipe rut. I always just copy and paste all these episodes because they are 
superb. So many great links to recipes uh, in these episodes, and there's four of them. I will put them all on our show notes, but again, it's healthier in a hurry. Just basically, you know, more balanced, nutritious recipes that you can make relatively quickly for your family or for yourself. Uh, So check those out. And actually, we'll go ahead and let you start, Nicole. What was one of your top five favorite episodes so far? (laughs) All right. Mm -hmm. Episode 82. uh, Let's talk about sex with sex therapist Jose Gonzalez and why I like this. First, I just loved having a male guest on the show other than your husband or mine. Um, And even better that I personally knew him because our kids went to Montessori together. I routinely see him and his wife uh, because his wife works in the same building as me. I just love a little awkwardness. I'm like, yes, (laughs) I talked about sex with you on my podcast. Like, I just I loved it. Uh, But in all seriousness, I thought he did a great job and just had this really refreshing perspective on sex in marriage. And he even touched on uh, like postpartum bodies and um, just uh body inclusivity. And I I just thought he did a great job offering a balanced um, and male perspective as somebody who's in a a heterosexual relationship. I just thought he did a great job. I don't know. Yeah, that that was a fun episode. I feel like we should revisit that topic. He was really well-spoken too. Not not that I expected him not to be, uh, but it's kind of a, he, it was just a very professionally done fun topic about sex because- Sex is really important, and we've touched about it a little bit on the show, you know, intimacy and whatnot, but it is a piece of self-care. A lot of our listeners are in relationships, and sex can change over time and with kids and all of that. So I don't know. I thought it was just a really refreshing um, episode. Well worth a listen. Awesome. Love it. Okay, so one of my top five was episode number 23, Breastfeeding Bloopers, which I just... (laughs) This one was so fun. I mean, we could have made, we could probably make a dozen episodes about this because when you're in the throes of breastfeeding, I mean, everything is hilarious. Of course, hilarious now when you look back at it, it, you know, completely mortifying and tragic when you're in the moment. Uh, But my funny, the, the, in my opinion, my best personal favorite story for me was my nightmare of forgetting the flange piece of my, of my, of my breast pump, which for those of you who don't know, is the piece that actually cups your breast and suctions it. I tried to just use the connector only. So imagine the cylinder connected to your nipple. <laughs> I was just so desperate. I was out, you know, I was actually um, tailgating at an OSU game and I didn't want to come back home because obviously like, I wouldn't, why would I do that? The traffic was horrible, but I was desperate to pump and I just put the cylinder on my nipple thinking, oh, whatever, and turned it on. Don't ever do that. Don't ever do that. It is the worst pain you will ever imagine. Okay. Um, So that was just one of the many breastfeeding slash feeding babies uh, bloopers that we discuss on that episode. So if you would like a little laugh, I encourage you to go check out episode number 23. All right. What's your next one? All right. My second uh, on the list in no particular order is episode 123, which is one of our self-care episodes on the topic of can weight loss be self-care? And I like this episode because you and I debate a bit back and forth, um, if you recall. And I think it's one of the episodes that people have appreciated seeing our differences and lived experiences kind of play out on the show. And I think it just really brings out our humanness and yet our ability to talk through topics that we may not like fully, fully, fully agree on, but definitely respect the other's opinion. 
on the topic. And I think it's, it was just a, it was an interesting, um, back and forth and just an interesting dialogue. And I think we go off script quite a bit, which people tend to like as well. Oh, of course. I also really like that episode. Um, and I think I've, that was one that I've listened to twice actually, because it just, it was good. It was good. I, I, I like that one. Um, and you know, I, I do agree. I think that's part of what makes us a good team is that we do have two different perspectives, but also the same, like we, you know, nuanced differences, which is great, which is what, again, makes us a good team. Um, but we're willing to listen to each other and, um, always appreciate and respect each other's opinions and yeah. And not just, you know, um, not just give up on the other, on the other person's opinion or, uh, yeah. And, and, and move on and say, no, I, I don't believe that at all. No, no more. We are always listening to each other and we respect what each other has to say, which I think is, is so great about us working together. Okay. So I just realized, actually, I realized this while I was putting this together, but the last four that I have are all ironically <laughs> interviews. I noticed I that, say, Gina. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's funny. I, I least, I actually, if you were to ask me which ones I like recording better, it's the ones with just you and I. But when I look back at the ones that I've actually enjoyed listening back to, it has been the one, the, the interviews. I don't love interviews, but I guess I, I like, I like what they end up being. So 89. Well, uh, 89. Oh, yeah. Our interviews are pretty bomb. Like, I don't know how you are so convincing over Instagram. When I try and get interviews, it goes into the abyss. It, it's just like, <laughs> and you get, I mean, Elise Rush responding to you. I, like, I, it's, it's amazing. I don't, I don't know how. Well, do you continue to prod? Do you just, I'm a good nagger. You can ask my husband. I'm really good oh, at nagging. And maybe <laughs> I need I need to be more tenacious, I guess, because mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm like a one and done. I'm like, oh, they don't love us. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You got to just keep prodding. Just okay. keep poking the bear. <laughs> okay. So episode 89, uh, how to raise an, an adventurous eater with Megan McNamee. She's one of the voices behind feeding littles on Instagram. If you're familiar with that, if you're not, go ahead and follow them. Uh, I would say the one thing I took from this interview out of many things uh, was to try to include one or two foods you know your child will like and is familiar with at each meal. So for example, if I make my butternut squash lasagna, <laughs> I know that there's a very good chance that neither of my kids will want to eat that. Now it is, every I would say more so now Paige is, even Cameron is more willing to try these things. But it, generally speaking, I know I'll probably make a meal, work for hours on it, and it'll just be me and Nick eating it. But I will always serve it to them either way. But she mentioned the importance of, you know, you're not usually just making one, if you're making a dish like lasagna, you're usually usually pairing it with something else, maybe a salad or a, you know, a fruit, a fruit sliced up for a, as a little like fruit uh, salad or uh, whole wheat rolls, whatever it is. But But giving your child one or two other things as part of the meal that they might not appreciate the meal they might not necessarily love, but giving them two things that they will appreciate and that you know that they will like. So that not only will kind of get them interested in sitting and eating, but it might also get them just eating in general. So if sometimes my kids will come to the table, like I'm not hungry, even though I know they really are. And they'll start eating the, you know, whole wheat roll or fruit. And then that will get them interested in trying something else. And I will say I've used this tip ever since we had that discussion and it works really, really well. So when I make something like a quinoa chili that I know they probably won't love. I will serve it with two things that I know that they will enjoy in addition to 
serving them the quinoa chili. And generally, I don't hear any complaints and they'll at least try, you know, the other food. So lots of other good information on that episode. But that was one thing that really stuck out for me. All right. Next. Episode 97, our experiences with Botox and more. Uh, And when I think about this, I'll be honest, I wasn't 100% sure how comfortable I was talking about this on the show uh, because now I feel like people may, I mean, it's not for everybody. People may judge it. It's definitely a um, luxury in life to be able to partake the way that we do in minimally invasive procedures such as Botox. But I also think that it's a topic that people are interested in knowing about. First of all, we were able to represent a bunch of different um, minimally invasive procedures and kind of the pros and cons. And because it is at expense, uh, maybe guiding people towards something over the other. And also, I just think this contributes to our vulnerability on the show of of like, this is us, take us as we are type of approach, which I guess is kind of the theme as I'm looking at my episodes. They're all a bit more vulnerable. Um, but I, I just love the topic. I'm personally thrilled with my results and I like to share that with others. Um, and we'll talk about on our next episode, episode 151 about our skincare routines, but it, it, my Botox really coincided with me getting more serious about my skincare. And it's something that I'm more prideful about now that I was in my twenties even. So. Yes. Well, we, we realize how important it is now, you know, it's like when you're a kid, you think, eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you get older, you realize well, for me, because of my zits, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, oh, I'm still, I'm, ba- I'm still a teenager, essentially. Uh, yeah, it just, it becomes more important for sure. Like a lot of things, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, let's see. Episode 106 is my next one, which you've already alluded to. And that is our interview with Elise Resch, one of the co-authors of Intuitive Eating. Um, basically, um, the... Uh, the original intuitive eating guru. Uh, I know intuitive eating has been around for centuries, really, but actually, well, they never copyrighted it, but the title of intuitive eating, the original book in 1994 was written by Elise Resch and Evelyn Tripoli. And so we were able to uh, interview Elise Resch and just some things that I took away from this episode. I did go back and listen to it because it was just a wealth of information um, these are all kind of random, but I'll kind of start here. So 10, she said 10 to 20% of health is determined by food and movement. And then 80% are from the social determinants of health, such as income, access to healthcare, racial and other discrimination, et cetera. I just think that that is just such a bold and meaningful statement just to think that we you know we as dietitians just focus so much on food and and nutrition and, and and we as human beings think it's just so, so important. And it is. But if you really think about it, that only 10 to 20 percent uh, of your health is determined by that. And of course, another part of that is genes as well. Uh, but yeah, not to say that they're not important. But wow, there's just so much other um, there's so many other things that that will determine, you know, the health of you. Um what was I going to say? I just lost my train of thought. But so, yeah, I, th- I thought that that was really uh, an interesting uh, s- statistic that she that she spoke about. Uh, and then I will say she also talked a little bit about. So, first of all, the, the interview was about the 10th principle of intuitive eating, which is about gentle nutrition. 
And it's, it's one of the, we actually had a listener at one point ask about it. Like, can you do an episode on gentle nutrition? And at first I was thinking, well, I could do that episode, no problem. But then we thought, well, why don't we get Elise Fresh to talk about it? And it's one of those, it's one of those principles. It's, it's always last because it, it brings into the mix, you know, the idea of eating nutritious and balanced foods where when you're first starting off on your intuitive eating journey, it's not good to necessarily hear about that because you don't want to then turn it into a diet. And you're at much greater risk of doing that when you're just starting that intuitive eating journey. Uh, so that's why we, we brought her in. But she spoke about this idea of habituation, which is a big part of principle four, making peace with food. And I love how she explained it. She says, uh, the more you expose yourself to your fear foods, the less response you will have from them. So in other words, the less enticing they become. So the more you expose yourself to foods that might be you might be fearful of, such as carbohydrates or desserts uh, or fatty foods, the less you, response you will, ha- you will uh, have from them or the in other words, the less enticing they become. So if you're always, you know, never allowing yourself to eat things like pizza, for example, because you're fearful of, you know, you're going to gain weight from it, you're going to be more enticed by that food when it's around at a party. Whereas if you give yourself that unconditional permission to eat those foods, it's not going to be as enticing. You're still going to want it, but it's not going to have that same pull. So I like how she described that. She also talked about how intuitive eating just isn't just about eating for survival or instinct. It's about making food choices based on certain emotions and practical thought and knowledge, which I really appreciated that as well. So all three play a role, uh, instinct, emotion, and thought. And she talked a little bit more about that, but I won't go into too much detail on that. But I really just enjoyed her um, just listening to her talk and all the things she had to say. I I feel like she's one of those people because she's obviously so passionate about intuitive eating that that interview could have been probably twice as long because she just kept talking and talking, but I felt like it was all such good information. Uh, just really appreciated ha- having her on. All right. What about you? All right. Uh, episode 28, we, which was our live taste test on protein bars. Yeah. We love doing taste tests. It's fun for us. We've done all sorts. Uh, but I think this is one, I mean, our listeners are kind of like, they maybe they aren't their favorite episodes, but I think this one is a little bit different. Uh, they I think protein bars, maybe second only to yogurt, are something worthy of a look at the label, in my humble opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. I just think that protein bars can be such a marketing, bleh, just all the marketing stuff going into those. Mass confusion there. Uh, and I think we do a great job on the show of breaking it down both nutritionally and taste-wise because, holy smokes, some of those things are disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. The winner was Perfect Bars, which are still my favorite. Uh, but it's well worth the listen for those runner-ups and the discussion on why, uh, the, the why behind our winner. And I think to piggyback on that taste test, another popular one which I don't have the episode number four, but it was somewhat recently was our um, granola bar taste test. Yes. That one was pretty popular as well. I wish I had the number right here, but it was like maybe 130 something, 140 something. Um, We'll put it in the show notes. We'll put it in the show notes. Yes. Thanks. All right. So yeah, I agree. We we try to choose products that are, in abundance in the grocery store. So those aisles that you turn down and you're just completely overwhelmed because there's so many options, which honestly anymore is pretty much any food. (laughs) 
Uh, but especially things, yeah, like yogurt, you're, like you said, protein bars. Oh, you just you turn down those aisles and you're just like, what the? I don't even know where to start, especially when there's kids involved. Involved. Have you ever heard of Barbell Nutrition? Mm, rings a bell. Okay. So there's a bar called Barbell and my coworker has been buying them. She says that they are her absolute favorite nutrition or protein bar. She says she finds them at Trader Joe's. And it just made me think about that when you were talking about this episode. No added sugar. Hi, I'm trying to look it up on, on the website. But if anyone has, I'm going to, I'm trying to try them. I know they're at Trader Joe's. I don't have one real close to me. Oh, here we go. There's about 200 calories, seven grams of fat, 75 milligrams of sodium, 20 carbs, three grams of fiber, no inulin. Mm-hmm. Um, total sugars, one and protein, 20 grams, which wow. I read the, I read the nutrition label. I've said it before. I don't look at nutrition labels, but I will say, especially coming up, I'm going to be working a lot uh, at the university where I work uh, in the dining services because all the students are coming back. And that's what I do for the first month when we all, they all come back. So I had to always try to think of what I can eat. That's really filling that will last me like five to six hours, which I usually eat every three, three hours. So going five to six hours for me is a long time. So I really want to try this bar because 20 grams of protein, I think I would be full for a really long time. So I'm I'm dying to try it. It looks like the the protein is from bovine collagen hydrolysate. Hydrolysate. Bar B A R E. B A R E B E L L S. Yes. Okay. They are also available on Amazon, just FYI. Yeah, of course they are. So let me ask, does that since it's from cow collagen, would Shay not eat these? Hmm. Shay Shay's not quite sure what Shay's eating these days. <laughs> <laughs> oh my That's gosh. Fair. Oh, That's as fair. you're saying that, my sister in law is texting me a vegetarian recipe. It says, for my vegetarian niece, so funny. Oh, um, hummus pasta. Oh, Michelle, she hates hummus. My, she's not a very good vegetarian. I'm just, I'm totally <laughs> yeah. kidding. Uh, but the granola bar taste test is one episode 130 as well. I think there I'm going to try go. those barbells. Why not? Yeah. Yes. Maybe I'll get them on Amazon too, because I don't know when the next time I'll be at Trader Joe's. It's not even that far, but it's far enough. It seems like it's it's forever away. They're not okay. cheap. They're about two fifty a piece, maybe a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. What is the deal? Not what? not surprising. I mean, yeah. I, they looked like an expensive bar. Mm-hmm. That's a luxury. I'll I'll maybe get that for a couple days a week when I'm you know working my double shifts. Yeah. Okay. Episode one twenty four for me. Body acceptance with Christina Bruce. I think actually, if I were to say my number one favorite would be this one. I will tell you. In the middle of the interview, like as we were interviewing her, I wasn't necessarily enthralled by by the conversation. But this is another one of those episodes when I went back, I listened to it the first time, loved it. Listened to it again for a, a second time. And I'm just, it will be one of those episodes that I recommend to everyone to listen to. You know, the people that I work with in my uh, coaching program, when we get to that body respect principle, I will probably highlight this episode because it is just so good. Christina Bruce is so talented and just is so well-spoken. I really appreciated all that she had to say, but here are some highlights. Uh, I loved when she said, accepting our body is a loving act, but you don't have to love your body every day. Just be loving towards it. I think that was just so meaningful. You don't have to love your body every day. That's so unrealistic. Just accept your body and that's a loving act in itself. Accept your body how it is. And be loving towards it. Treat it with respect. Have self-compassion, right? You don't have to look in the mirror every day and say, oh, I love my body. You know, that may, may, may not be realistic and that's completely fine. 
Uh, I loved when she said this too. Acceptance is being okay with not always liking your body, but not actively doing something to change it. Love that. I mean, I'll say that again. Acceptance is being okay with not always liking your body, but not actively doing something to change it. Uh, And then she said, sitting with the discomfort and not accepting your body, not resisting your body. So acceptance isn't about just giving up, right? It's about not resisting your body and trying to fight what your body looks like or what what the body, uh, the changes that your body is going through. She talked about how accepting your body, again, doesn't mean giving up on it. Because I think a lot of people think, oh, body acceptance just means I'm throwing in the towel. I'm just going to give up. That's not at all what it means. It's, it means you're no longer fighting or resisting your body. Instead, you're working with it as a team. And I just thought that was, I'd never thought of it that way. And I just love the way she described that. And I will use that forever. It's acceptance. It's not giving up. It's no longer fighting or resisting. So yeah, anything else about that episode? Do you, do you remember that episode? Yes. And her Instagram is probably the account that I love the most. Um, and she's at Christina, Christina with a K Bruce coach. I just posted, reposted something like an hour ago and it's um, an Instagram tile that you swipe and there's more. So it says the first one, it says not everybody, everybody is meant to be thin. And then the next one is, how do I know this fact? I just need to look throughout time and across cultures and in nature to see that size diversity exists. Next slide. Without the pervasive cultural belief that, quote, thinner is better, we could be cool with this fact. And then the last slide. Can you alter your body weight? To some degree, yes. But if your body isn't naturally close to that size, it will come at a negative cost. And then I wrote, accepting these facts saved my life. This is me on Instagram. It saved me from wasting my life being miserable and chasing something that's unattainable and was never meant to be for me. And I was like, like, she just speaks to my soul. I love her. She does. And she's got the cutest little daughter, too. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) She just had a baby not too long ago. And she always posts pictures. And she's or she'll do videos holding her her daughter. And she's just the cutest. It makes me sort of want to have another baby, but not really. So I'll just live (laughs) vicariously through her. I think when we (laughs) interviewed her, she was like two minutes post-birth. Wasn't that right? Yes, you're exactly right. Maybe five. I just had a baby last week. Oh, (laughs) Thanks for joining us on the podcast. <laughs> You're so sweet. Oh, oh, she was great. I could be remembering somebody else, but I think she was really. No, I think like, you're right. Yeah. Okay. That was her. Yep. All right. Yep. Um. Okay. My last one is I'm combining three into one episodes 109, 129, and 141, which are volumes one, two, and three of our five random things episode. They're just, they're fun for us. Listeners seem to like them. Uh, There's nothing more enjoyable than being super random and relatable um, and just kind of chatting through the most random of things. And I feel like it gives our listeners an opportunity to learn more about us. And I don't know. I just find those to be highly enjoyable shows. Yes, I agree. I I enjoy doing those as well. Yeah. Maybe that's a selfish thing, but we get really good feedback on them as well. Yeah. And I enjoy listening to podcasts like that. Even if they're people I don't even know, I enjoy listening to hear about people's lives, the most random things too, because I usually resonate with at least, you know, two of the things that they're saying, at least. And I love that. It's two comments. One, I think when I said it for the first time, I think you were like, uh, what does that mean? I'm like, you just say five and you were like, okay, Nicole, whatever. And <laughs> you crazy. went with it. Okay. Yeah. You, you admit it. But uh-huh. two, this is so random, but 
at work recently. I don't even know. We were talking about like something that drives us crazy. And I think it was on on an interview for a pharmacist. And one of the the diabetes educators was like joining late. And she's like, I have one. I hate when people rinse the dishes before putting them in the dishwasher. Like don't wash them twice. Like she was so passionate about it. And I was like, something like that would be so perfect for five random things. Like she was raging mad about people who wash the dishes before putting them in the dishwasher. That is a very privileged comment, though, okay? Because not all dishwashers are able to get a non-rinsed plate clean. Am I right? True. If if I put, and even I think a good dishwasher, doesn't that, now, maybe this is just something that my husband, who is very particular about clean dishes, has said to make me do it. But he says that if you don't rinse it, or maybe my mom said this, if you don't rinse them, it actually reduces the lifespan of your dishwasher. That could be totally made up, but I swear either he or my mom has told me this. Well, I'm maybe we need to bring somebody from um, my husband's company is, who yes. works on dishwashers. Okay, but truly, this, okay, this will blow your mind. There is actually, they say, I have been told from an engineer that works on dishwashers that you want some junk on your stuff because it helps it get clean. Like it's something about the friction, I think. Interesting. That doesn't really make any sense. I'm not but... an engineer. Don't quote me. I'm gonna I'm gonna fact check that more soon. Trust me, I am one of those people who I'll rinse the dish so it doesn't have a bunch of stuff on it because sometimes there's a lot, but I do not. Nick is someone who'll put them in sparkly clean. And I think that is whack. I do agree. But of course I'll rinse it. Apparently we can talk about we can make a whole episode of this. Okay. Yeah, you're right. It's another one of those random topics. Perfect. Okay. So episode 128 for me was my fifth most favorite episode, and that was Choosy Eaters with Sally Kuzumchak, who is a local Columbus dietitian. She talked about the importance of uh, really reading. So first of all, she talked about Choosy Eaters, but also just kind of fear mongering in the media. So she was talking about the importance of really reading past the headline with any news articles um, or food fear mongering posts, which all of it is clickbait right? Uh, If you read something, you know, the reason why carrots are bad for you, of course, you'll click it and then it ends up being something completely stupid. Uh, So just read past the headlines. I think sometimes we forget to do that. So we'll read that headline and then we'll go straight to Instagram or straight to our friend. Did you hear carrots are bad for you? And then it gets, you know, telephoned into carrots are a horrible food. We should never eat them. Let's ban carrots. So that was an important reminder. (laughs) That's how I'm telling you. That's what happened. Devil carrots, uh, <laughs> devil carrots. Yeah, I th- I just thought of carrots because there was that whole thing about how carrots are are washed in chlorine, oh. and I think we talked about that with her, and she was like, "No, that's ridiculous. So don't even. It's fine." Uh, I forget exactly what she said, but listen to the episode to hear that. Um, so then we talked about how about choosy eaters, and she reminded us to start with just a small amount of food, which I know I need to work on with my kids. In fact, I remembered this yesterday. I made meatloaf. And no, Cameron's five, but he's still not a big, big eater. And he never will be. And I gave him this huge portion of meatloaf. And I'm like, okay, I got to remember, he this is overwhelming to him. If I put this in front of him, there's no way he's going to eat it. So I promptly cut it in half and gave it to him, which I think, I think made a difference. I don't, I don't need to put this giant portion in front of him when I know he's not going to eat it. If he wants more, he can always ask for more. So starting with a small portion. 
Uh, she told the story. So she's got older, older kids. I don't, I think middle school, maybe high school. She's got two boys, but she was telling the story of her son who went uh, a long time with not, without eating. And when I say a long time, it was probably like two or three weeks, maybe a month. And how, when she didn't make it a big deal, he finally came around. So when he, she wasn't, you know, bringing it up at the dinner table, mentioning it all the time. Why aren't you eating? Why don't you eat this? Eat more. He finally came around and started eating. So the less pressure you put on them, you know, the more likely they are to actually listen to their body and eat when they're hungry. Uh, so yeah, not overwhelming them. Uh, so then uh, again, or lastly, she talked about the importance of helping to make our kids comfortable around foods. And we've talked about this before, continuing to try to familiarize them with new foods rather than focusing on uh, actually getting them to eat the foods, right? So more importantly, just exposing them to these new foods rather than always thinking they have to eat the new foods. And I thought that was a really good reminder. Mm -hmm. All right. Have you already done all your fives? I'm done. Oh my gosh. Okay, great. So yeah, if you haven't listened to any of those episodes or if there's one that you missed, we encourage you to go back and listen to those episodes. And then of course, give us some more recommendations. So we, because we would love to obviously have another 150 and do this again at 300. We did post on social media relatively late, so we didn't get many responses. We just asked from our listeners what their favorite episodes were. We got one from Francesca. She says she loves the wellness goals and updates uh, episodes, which I have really appreciated hearing that because I will tell you, I, I feel like that's one of those episodes that I always say, we have to do a wellness goal and update episode. And you're always like, <laughs> am I wrong? <laughs> um. No, Maybe my not. goals are always well-intentioned, but I'm, I'm, I lose them. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I make too many goals. I probably need to just scale it back to one or two and, and go from there. there yeah. That's a goal. Well, at least someone out a goal there for my appreciates goals. those. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Francesca. <laughs> Francesca. I like that. Beautiful name. Yeah. yeah. I know. Uh, and then a couple others said that they like the random episodes that you were just talking about, sort of five random things. And then they like to listen to the introductions and the recipe and product ideas at the end. So yes, we always want to include those because like I've said before, I love listening to that kind of stuff on podcasts too. I like it when they've got the content in the middle, but it's sort of sandwiched uh, between, you know, some updates and, and other fun things. So, Okay. Favorite new products or mom wins, Nicole? Uh, mine is a recipe. It is a subtly sweet blueberry lemon jam. And we picked probably a uh, record number of blueberries this year. We had guests like three weekends in a row. And we win we blueberry picked basically every weekend for four weeks um, and probably came home with between 10 and 15 pounds every time. So many wow. blueberries. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, what do I do with all these? So this is a jam that uses a small amount of honey, lemon zest, of course, blueberries, and then uh, chia seeds. And what I liked about it was it's probably not like what my kids would choose to have on a peanut butter and jelly, but how I used it was on plain Greek yogurt in the morning as in like in lieu of honey where what I would normally use it with. It was so good. So you get in your blueberries, your lemon in there. I got the chia. I got my omega-3s, my healthy fats. Um, it was just delicious. And then I would add granola and a little bit of fresh fruit. And that has been my staple breakfast for the past five weeks, I would say. And I am not sick of it. I love it. I want more. So I'm going to use all my frozen blueberries and do some more of that. Yum. that but four ingredients. Delicious. So easy. Simmer on the stove. Boom. Let it cool. Keep it in the fridge. All good. 
Love it. Sounds awesome. All right. So we made campfire cones. I actually put a reel together on my Instagram. We got kind of sick. Well, I'm sick of s'mores. We do them all the time. And plus, honestly, I, I'm, I don't know. S'mores aren't even that good. Okay. I just don't think that they are. Unless you have the perfectly cooked marshmallow that melts the chocolate and then maybe the graham crackers are a little bit soft, which I know that sounds weird, but there's a perfect s'more out there and I just, I haven't been able to make it quite yet. So we decided to do campfire cones and this was actually my uh, friend, Ashley, Nick's, Nick's cousin's wife. It was her idea to do this. So we took sugar cones and we stuffed them with mini marshmallows and chocolate chips and you can even add blueberries or strawberries. We also bought little mini Reese's peanut butter cups, like the mini, mini ones. So put them in the, in the sugar cone, wrap them in foil, and then put them over the fire for about, you got to kind of get it in a, in a perfect spot in the middle of the fire for about two minutes, maybe even flip it halfway and then take it out. And if you've done it right, the, the marshmallow will be nicely melted. The chocolate's a little bit soft and then you bite into it like an ice cream cone. Hmm. Uh, they were, I thought they were very good. They were a good change from the s'more and just fun. The kids just really enjoyed doing it. So it's just a kind of a fun activity for the kids that they also happen to enjoy. They each had a couple. <laughs> I, Paige was like, can I have a second one? I'm like, well, you can, as long as you put some strawberries in, in the second one. She's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think she put like one, but yeah, she, she loved them. And so did Cameron. All right. So coming up on August 28th, we will be dishing out another self-care episode all about skincare. Until then, Keep in touch with us on social media at Dietitian Stitch Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. And check out all of our episodes and show notes on our website, dietitianstitchpodcast.com. Also, please tell your friends about us. They can find us on numerous outlets such as Overcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. And if you listen on iTunes, be sure to leave us a review. We promise it only takes a few seconds. All right, everyone. Until next time, be well. And Nicole, will talk to you soon. Take care, Gina. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening for the podcast. Bye-bye.